if you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. This happened a few months ago, on a Thursday night specifically, because I know that I was off the next day, and I'm off on Fridays. I was just wrapping up my workday, you know, the usual 9-to-5 grind, and was looking forward to a quiet evening at home, catching up on Netflix, Stranger Things, ironically. I live in a small apartment complex, second-floor apartment of a three-floor building. I've been living here for a while, about four years at the point of this story, and I know all of my neighbors pretty well. I know which ones are a bit out there, and which ones are, I guess, normal people. Not judgmental, but I know that you know what I mean when I say normal versus weird ones. One of my neighbors, Jay, is one of the normal ones. He does computer work for a hospital, so I know for a fact that he's not on any drugs, and he's probably not crazy. He and I have actually hung out a few times, so to the best of my knowledge, he's all there and completely sane. On the night in question, I got home, tossed my keys and wallet on the table, made myself something to eat, and immediately sat down to watch Stranger Things, because I needed to get through Season 3 still. Yes, I am way behind. I'm about halfway through the episode, and I hear a knock on the door. I pause the show, get up, and answer it. And it was Jay, my next-door neighbor. But he actually looked like he'd been crying, which is a bit weird for him, but I figured that something had happened. I asked what was up, and he responded with, Hey, man. Um, have you seen my cat, Tom? I saw him this morning before work, but when I got home, I couldn't find him, and I'm a bit worried that he might have gotten out. Now, I know Tom. Tom is a long-haired gray cat, and he's probably my favorite cat in the world. The big issue with him getting out is that he's completely deaf, so he wouldn't make it out if he did get out. I tell him that I hadn't seen him and mention that I'll keep an eye out for him, and say that he couldn't have gotten far. Basically anything to try to keep this guy calm, because I know he loves that cat. Jay thanks me and says that he'll let me know if he finds him. I nod and we part ways. He goes back to his apartment, I go back to the chair to watch the rest of my episode. Of course, the night is a bit jaded because I'm sitting there watching TV and thinking about Tom, and I'm worried about him. About ten minutes later, I pause the show again, just not able to get back into it, and I start to go to get a glass of water, when I hear another knock on the door. I think it's Jay coming to tell me that he found Tom, and when I open it, it is Jay, but he still looks pretty frazzled. 
Initially, I was worried that the worst may have happened, but Jay starts in with, Hey, man, have you seen my cat, Tom? I saw him this morning before work, but when I got home, I couldn't find him, and I'm a bit worried he might have gotten out. I say that I still haven't seen him, and he looks confused. What do you mean, still? I responded telling him that he came by earlier and asked me the same question. He seriously looks lost, saying that he hadn't left his apartment since he got home because he's been tearing it apart trying to find Tom. At this point, I'm sitting there thinking, is this guy messing with me? But before I can say anything, he just asks me to keep an eye out for him and says he's going to go drive around and look for him. I shut the door and just stood there thinking, what? That was really out of character for Jay. He's always been a level-headed individual, so it was weird that he was being so, well, weird. I once again go back to the show, but I cannot get back into it at all. I'm just trying to make sense of what happened. Like, did Jay go crazy or something? Did I imagine the first conversation? It was freaky, but I decided to just go to bed at that point, wasting my night, but I wanted the day to be over. The next morning, I got up and decided that I wanted to go get coffee. I got dressed at the early hours of 8 in the morning and walked out to the hallway. I decided that I would go ahead and check in on Jay to see if he found Tom. I knock on his door, and after a couple of seconds, he answers. As he answers the door, he's holding the fluffy gray love lump named Tom. I smiled when I saw him, and he asked me what was up. I mentioned that I wanted to check on him to see if he had found Tom, but obviously he did. Again, he looked at me confused, and asked what I meant. I mentioned that the night before he was missing, that he came over and asked me if I had seen him. Jay then asks me if I'm okay at this point, and I laugh, asking why. He then says that he worked the overnight shift the previous night, that he was at work from 8 to 7, because he had to do a major hardware upgrade for a hospital, and he had just gotten home right before I knocked. It was like he and I were playing this weird ping-pong game of confusion, and it was once again my turn. I then asked him if Tom had been missing at all, and he said that he'd been in this apartment the whole time to the best of his knowledge. I confirmed once again that he didn't come knocking on my door the night before, and he said that he wasn't home, so it could not have been him. I just kind of nodded and said, okay, and that I was glad that he was doing well, and I went ahead and exited the conversation as quickly as I could. I really didn't want to dive down that rabbit hole again. So, that's my story, and it's the only thing like this that I've ever experienced. Somehow, my neighbor who was at work on an overnight shift came to my door twice to tell me that his cat was missing, even though he was nowhere near our complex, and his cat was never actually missing. I have no idea if this was some kind of prank or something, but... That would be very unlike Jay. And again, 
He's always been a straight shooter, so I don't think that he was on anything or lying to me. I don't know what did happen, but I don't think it was that. I guess, in the end, I'm just grateful that Tom was okay, and that everything worked out for the best. Hello, Raven. I've been listening to your glitch stories for a while now, and as soon as I started listening, I realized that I too might have had my own glitch in the Matrix experience when I was a child. I'm now 28 years old, and I had to be about 8 when this happened, but I remember the fear and confusion as if it was yesterday. Let me start by setting the scene. I was about 8 at the time, and one of my best friends lived just a couple houses down from mine, so we would hang out often. I went over to my friend's house and we played most of the day before it was time for me to go back home. My friend's parents brought me back home, watched me enter through the front door, and then walked back towards their house. I yelled from my living room, Hey, I'm home! No response. We lived in a fairly large house at the time, so when I first called from my parents and got no answer, I assumed that they were in their room or maybe the office. No, not there. We had our garage converted into a game room, and if they were in there, they might not have heard me, so I go check the game room. No, not there. I go from room to room, and each one is empty. And as I slowly start to realize I can't find them anywhere, I start panicking. I start frantically calling for my parents and going from room to room in a complete frenzy. As I said, I was eight at the time and an only child, so I quickly started to go into full panic at the thought of being there completely alone and not knowing where my parents were. I go outside to the backyard and front yard to see if they're all out there all the while calling out for them as loudly as I could. And at this point, I'm hysterically crying. I'm quite literally screaming out of my front door saying, Mom? Dad? Please? Where are you? I finally decided that I had to call my friend's house and tell them what was going on. Cell phones weren't really a thing that everyone had back then, so there was no way to call my parents. I call my friend's parents, and through my tears, I manage to tell them that I can't find my parents, and I'm scared because I know that they wouldn't have just left knowing that I would be coming home. My friend's dad says that he'll be right over to help me, and told me to just wait right there, so I do. I'm still crying and freaking out, but patiently waiting by the front door, so that I can be there when he comes to the door. However, I was panicking and impatient, so I go outside to see if my friend's dad had arrived yet, and what do I see? My parents. They're outside talking to the friend's dad and seem to be totally relaxed and unaware of the situation. I say, where were you? And my parents respond with, what are you talking about and why are you so upset? What happened? So... I tell them that I've been searching all over for them. 
They have a look of complete confusion on their face as they say, Honey, we've been here the whole time. We were in the house. We just came outside whenever we saw, insert friend's dad's name here, outside. I'm completely confused as I tell them that I had been quite literally screaming out for them and crying hysterically in the house. I tell them that I searched every single room, outside in the backyard, and in the front yard, and in the garage game room, everywhere, all while I was yelling their names. They told me that they didn't hear a single thing, and that they were inside the whole time, only to have come out after my friend's dad rushed over. They tell me they heard me come in, and they thought that I knew they were there. I've asked my mom and dad about this now, as an adult, and it's always the same answers. We were there the whole time. They even laugh when they remember the story because they thought that it was funny that I was freaking out badly enough to call my friend's parents, all the while they were right there. This makes no sense to me at all. How could they have been in the house and not heard my cries and yelling? How is it possible that I yelled for them while searching each room of the house, and yet they claim they heard nothing? It was a large enough house, but only four bedrooms, and it was a single-level house. So, there couldn't have been any way that they would not have heard me, and there couldn't be any way that I missed them in the house. How could they have gone outside to the front yard when my friend's dad came over? How would I have missed them when I was waiting by the front door for him to come over? None of it makes any sense at all. I've tried to come up with some explanation for this, but I have none. So, was this a glitch? A time skip? Just, what? Or did they really just not hear me and I somehow didn't see them? I haven't really had any other glitch experiences, and for that I'm thankful, because that one experience was enough for me. Two years ago, I made the move to another town, approximately two and a half to three hours away from my hometown. Which, by the way, I'd always lived in up until this move. I moved because myself and my husband had bought a nice quirky coastal hotel that we began running ourselves. Anyway, at this point, I had noted that the past year or so I had put on a few pounds, thanks to lockdowns, and I was feeling generally unfit and a bit frumpy. For context... I'd always naturally been a healthy size and felt generally healthy, previous to this. So the fact that I was feeling frumpy just lately was bothering me. So, me and my eldest daughter decided that we would join a local gym in our new town. I had never joined a gym before, nor ever done any sort of workout in any sort of way. Hence, I mentioned before that I'd never been unhealthy or overweight to the point that I ever felt I needed to join a gym. You can say that I just had never had any sort of interest in fitness at all previous to this. We were recommended a few local gyms by the locals of the town. However, 
one certain gym sounded like our most desired option, in particular for the fact that it was an independent gym. For those of you who don't understand what this means, it means it was a line gym, so it wasn't a chain of gyms across the country or globe. It was literally just one of its kind and independently ran. We liked this idea of supporting independent businesses, as we understand how challenging it can be with us running our own independent hotel. Anyway, me and my daughter popped into this gym on an off chance that we may be able to get some information and possibly even sign up there and then. To our luck, we were. We sat and spoke to a PA there who went through all the ins and outs of all the different equipment and such, and then it came to us signing up for a year's membership. My daughter went ahead and gave all of her information, had her photo taken by them, and was uploaded into their system. Next, it was my turn. However, once the lady had started taking my details, to her surprise and even more my own surprise, she turned to the screen and looked at me and said, You're already a member. I said, What? No way. This must be some kind of mistake. I literally just moved here and I've never, ever, ever joined a gym in my life. At this point, I began to think that maybe someone just happened to have the same name as me, but then what happened sent chills down my spine. She turned the computer screen around to me to show me that I was indeed already a member of this independent gym, and had been for around three years. And there was a photo ID of me. In this photo... I had multicolored pastel hair, which I no longer had now, but I did have three years prior. There was no doubt that this was 100% me in that photo, and with my details. I proceeded to tell the woman that there was no way that this could be possible. She was just as confused as me. I actually only went to that gym twice before never returning again as it just didn't feel right when I was there. I couldn't put my finger on it. I've recently been thinking about this event, which was a year ago now, and have considered going back to that gym and pressing them for more information on that membership of me from those few years ago. But I don't want to seem like some kind of weirdo. It's strange as hell, and I guess I'll never know. Some could say that it may have been identity theft. However, I've pondered this, and thought if someone was to do that, they would have had to have gone into the gym for an induction, and the gym would have had to have gotten information from them to sign them up and taken their photo there, and then for an ID badge, and plus, this person would have had to have paid a sum of money to join. So... It's not like it could have been some kind of prank. And anyways, why would anyone do that? And why would anyone be able to assume that I would ever join a gym, let alone that one in particular? Plus, I knew nobody in this town as I was new. It was all just weird as hell.
Hello, Raven. I've been listening for a long while, and my favorite of your topics are the glitch stories. While I do believe in quite a lot of out-there topics, living in a simulation is not one that I wholeheartedly embrace. That said, I've had a few small things happen that make me go, hmm, and one big experience that I'm going to share today. My husband and I are in our mid-fifties, living in the upper Midwest. I'm retired, which allows me time to pursue my hobbies, one of which is dog training. In spring of 2020, I adopted a puppy with the goal of training him in obedience and agility. He was a four-months-old, wiggly, red furball of joy. I named him Rufus. We bonded instantly. I loved this dog to his core, and it was easy to see that he loved me too. One of the teachers at his school joked that she could see the hearts floating out of his eyes as he intently watched me during our practice. For two years, everything went fine. This incident occurred in the early part of 2023. It was mid-morning. Rufus indicated that he needed to go outside. This happens, as you can imagine, a hundred times a day. He goes out, does his thing, barks at something, and then he's right back on the deck wanting into the house. Except this day. Before I continue, let me describe a couple of things. The back door is a double French door into the living room, so it provides a nice view of the entire fenced-in yard. The door opens onto a very small deck, which sits about two feet off of the ground. The deck and the steps down to our yard are completely enclosed so that our smaller dogs cannot go under and dig. The yard itself is large. The fence runs from our house, about 70 feet across most of the yard's width, and then back up to the other end of the house. Beyond the fence line on all sides, our property continues. The fenced-in portion is strictly a big grassy area for the dogs to run around in. There is one tree inside the fence that is too narrow for any dog to hide behind. I do have a perennial flower bed that the dogs can disappear within the summer, but on this day, we still had snow, and no plants had yet sprouted. There was literally nowhere for a dog to hide. Since this day was very cold, I didn't go far from the door knowing that Rufus would want back in quickly. I stayed in the living room, petting one of my older dogs. After two, three minutes... Rufus had not yet returned to the door, so I stepped outside onto the deck. Rufus was nowhere in sight. This was odd. As I said, there's nowhere for a dog to hide, especially at his size. He weighed about 65 pounds. He had no history of jumping fences. I called his name, which should have brought him into sight, even if he did jump the fence, as Rufus had great recall. No dog. Because it was winter, I could see the trees that surrounded our property into the neighbor's yard on either side of mine, and because Rufus was a big red dog, he stood out among the endless white snow. No dog. Not quite panicking, I thought he had to have jumped the fence and made it past the neighbor's houses. 
I ran through the house to the front door, half expecting to see him on the porch, but he wasn't there. I ran down our driveway, hollering his name, looking up and down the road. He should have responded by now. I should have caught a glimpse of him somewhere. He hadn't been outside long enough to get very far, even if he did jump the fence. Now, I was worried. I decided to cruise the neighborhood for him, so I ran back into the house to get my keys. Just as I found my purse and was scrambling for my keys, I heard a very high-pitched squeal from the backyard. I froze. Another squeal and then a bark. Rufus's bark. I ran back to the living room to see my dog outside on the deck, jumping straight up and barking in a frenzy. Under normal circumstances, Rufus will stand at the door and give a bark. I open the door and he just trots inside. He is never left alone outside long enough to cause him to get overexcited like that. The way he was jumping and barking was the way he acts when he's been separated from me for a few hours. I open the door and Rufus jumped on me, something he is definitely trained not to do, barking, wiggling, whining as if I'd left him alone for hours, not just a few minutes. I could not, and still cannot, figure out where he went that day. He was most definitely not in our yard. I walked the fence looking for escape routes, and prints beyond the fence to prove that he had jumped over. There were none. My dog literally just vanished for a few minutes that day. The scariest part of the story began a few days later, when my sweet dog attacked one of our small dogs, without provocation. The other dog wasn't injured, and it was assumed to be a one-off and we would move on, but no. Rufus underwent a definite personality change after that incident. He became exceptionally aggressive. It escalated rapidly and attacks on our other dogs would occur with no rhyme or reason. Ultimately, one early morning, Rufus attacked me, in a violent and unexpected fit of aggression. The act sent me to the hospital, and my beloved boy was put to sleep. Our vet said that Rufus had a previously undiagnosed brain lesion that caused the extreme change in personality. I agreed, but silently wondered what really happened the day that he disappeared and reappeared. Where did he go? What did he experience? And was that event the cause for something to go so very wrong in his brain? Hi, Raven. I hope this message finds you well. I've been a long-time listener, and I've always enjoyed your readings of glitch stories. Unexpectedly, I found myself experiencing one about a year ago. Or, at least it started then. To make sense of this, I need to provide some background, so I hope this isn't too long. Several years ago, I worked at a dry cleaner's, where my now ex-partner, with whom my husband and I are still on friendly terms, also worked. 
we had a difficult manager whom I'll refer to as KT. Without delving into her personal issues, she was using substances that would not pass legal standards while on the job, and she drank heavily. I'm uncertain if she could function without these substances, but she was verbally abusive and would degrade anyone who angered her. If you crossed her, she would assign you tasks you weren't trained for, which, in the world of steam presses and scorching irons, that didn't always end well. She made life unbearable for both my ex and I. Fortunately, I managed a drop store, so I only had to see her twice a day, while my ex had to endure her for eight hours, six days a week. One day, she called me in a panic, telling me that my ex had locked himself in the bathroom crying. When I asked why, she went silent and hung up. I later learned that she had verbally berated him, and even threw hangers at him, causing him to lose his composure momentarily. After I left that job, I had to endure her randomly showing up at my new workplace, or my house, as well as constant calls and texts begging me to hang out with her. Let me assure you, we had nothing in common. We had never spent time together outside of work, and my children always came first. It didn't take me long to move and change my number, as the word no never seemed to work with her. At this point, my ex and I had split on friendly terms, and my children and I needed a safe haven. Now that I've established the kind of person she was, I can delve into the glitch. In June of 2022, my husband and I bought a house in the town where I knew KT lived. This made me extremely nervous as the thought of running into her scared me more than I can express. To ensure that my home wasn't near hers, I decided to look her up online. That's when I discovered she had passed away in 2019. Now, please understand that I don't wish harm on anyone, regardless of the past. I did wish her the best. I contacted my ex to let him know, as he would have a full-blown panic attack if he saw a car resembling hers on the road. I understand anxiety, so I thought this information would help ease his worries. He confirmed it by finding the article himself, and my husband and my kids also saw it. The fact that she had passed away was indisputable. Until about three months ago. Three months ago, I had a feeling that I associated with KT. For some reason, I decided to look her up once more. This time, the search results indicated that she had purchased a home in 2020 in a town just one over from mine. Since I frequently travel through that town, I instantly felt uneasy. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Three months ago, she was listed as alive and well with no mention of her passing. I felt like I was losing my mind. I began to wonder if I just dreamed of her passing, so I showed my husband, who was equally perplexed. I informed my ex, and he confirmed it by finding her online presence once again. At this point, I considered sharing this, but I never made the time, 
and to be honest, I didn't want to think about her. Last week, I had that familiar feeling linked to KT, so I googled her once more. As you may have guessed, the results showed that she had passed away in 2019 with the same article as the initial discovery. I scrolled through my phone because I had taken screenshots of her 2020 home purchase when the first article disappeared from the internet. I wanted proof, but of course, the screenshots were no longer there. Now, I'm left feeling very confused and have no idea what to make of all this. Honestly, I just wish that I had never searched her name. This happened a few years ago, but I still think about it to this day. I checked, and I think this follows the rules, but I apologize if not. So, at the time of this event, I was 25 and staying at my parents' house with my two dogs. The way my parents' house is set up, even with my bedroom door closed, I can tell when someone turns on the kitchen light as it illuminates beneath my door. On this night, I heard footsteps to the kitchen, saw the light turn on beneath my door, and checked the time. It was around 1am, and I remember thinking, hmm, mom is probably going to the kitchen for something. I then heard the microwave go on and assumed that she must be heating up a glass of milk, as she frequently does that when she can't sleep. I didn't think much of it, but I checked on the dogs to see if they woke up, and then proceeded to pet and snuggle both of them in bed. I do recall double-checking that they were both with me, and neither of them were startled by the microwave. I have anxious dogs. I later saw the light go off from underneath my door and heard my mom walk upstairs. All the while, I'm still in bed with the dogs. At least, that's what I thought, and that's what I remembered. I truly didn't think much of it. It wasn't weird for me to be up in my dark room with the dogs, and it wasn't strange for my mom to go downstairs to heat up milk in the middle of the night. I just happened to pay notice to the footsteps, the lights, the microwave, and the time. The next morning, my mom is telling me about how she struggled to sleep last night and went to heat up some milk around 1am. I tell her that I already knew as I heard it all and was awake when it happened. She looked at me shocked as she proceeds to tell me that when she went down to the kitchen, she was surprised to see my dogs were down there. She claims they were excited to see her, and they kept her company while she drank her glass of milk. She said when she came upstairs, my door was closed, my lights were off, so she opened it to let the dogs in, and then closed the door again. I told her that was impossible as I was with the dogs when I heard the microwave go off. I was even with them when I checked the time after the lights went on. I never once saw her open my door, but she swears that she had to to let them into my room. I never got up, I never opened my door, and I was petting the dogs. The rest of our stories align. The time that she went down there, the microwave, etc., but... Both of us claim to have been with the dogs during that whole experience. 
In the house, it was me, my dad, and my mom. My dad is a heavy sleeper who can literally sleep through anything, and is usually in bed by 9pm. He claims to have been asleep the whole time, and that he did not go down into the kitchen. Some people think that I got the time wrong, and that I must have forgotten opening my door and just didn't notice the dogs got out. However, I swear they were with me as they always sleep with me, and I distinctly remember them being with me. Distinctly remember checking on them when the lights and microwave went off, and distinctly remember petting them. I never once got up, as I saw no need to get up to see who was in the kitchen, and I was comfortable where I was. I'm always welcome to other explanations, but to this day, it just feels like my dogs glitched. Okay, so before I talk about this incident, I'm new to Reddit, and I'm not even sure if this is the right place to discuss it. This is the only time I've ever seen this happen. I've never even seen it in a movie, TV show, or book. Okay, so I am a smart person, but I've made a few mistakes in my life and ended up in a cleaner's job for a few years. I was cleaning this bar-slash-restaurant. The restaurant opens up at 11 in the morning, and the bar at 12. A group of four people come in, different ages and ethnicities from one another, which was quite good to see, because I rarely see white folk, especially older, socializing with people from other backgrounds. It looked out of place where I worked, but it made me happy to see it. They came in too early to sit in the restaurant for breakfast slash lunch, so I thought they were going to leave, but instead, they chose to sit in a booth at the bar. This didn't bother me, I was happy to just clean around them, but this is where I can't explain what happened next. For the next 20 minutes, I was mopping the bar area. I was always within about 10 meters of them, so I could hear what they were saying. But for the next 20 straight minutes, they talked over one another, and it was loud. They were speaking clear English, but I could only make out maybe half the words every five seconds. Nothing made sense. I know this probably seems like nothing, but I swear. Imagine listening to four television sets on a high volume side by side next to each other, and it's constant talking. So imagine those four televisions are tuned to different news channels. When I was cleaning, I laughed inwardly because the situation was so strange. It sounded intense, so I didn't bother mopping the area past them in fear that I would be too disturbing. But then I finished got in my car and started driving, and I absolutely scared myself witless, because, well, I can't explain it. I think of it every now and then, and when I do, I imagine them staring at me, eyes beaming, telling me to leave, but their lips and mouths are not moving. 
I can just hear them telling me to leave in my head. I don't know why I always imagine this scenario. For the records, I don't take drugs or drink. I'm not and wasn't on any medications, and I also don't have any mental health problems, apart from maybe OCD. Four different people, perfect English, all talking loudly on top of each other for 20 straight minutes. Not five to 10 seconds, 20 straight minutes. And nothing made any sense because all of their words collided with each other. I could only make out half the words every now and then from focusing with everything I had at the time. It was like watching a group of people trying to be people, but not quite getting it right. Can someone please tell me if they've seen or experienced this before? I can't make any sense of what happened, and honestly, I don't even know if I'm under the right section. What section would this fall under? When I told my family about it, they just laughed. I don't know if people have the capacity to imagine the situation because of having never seen anything like it before in life, TV, or in books. And I'm not even sure what I want from this. Just to get it off my chest, get it out there in the open, and see what others think. Any replies would be appreciated. And thank you. For my birthday, on Sunday, my mom wrapped a bunch of my childhood things that she found in storage over the past few months. I'm a very sentimental person, so this was an amazing gift. The most exciting thing she found was one of my troll dolls. It's an Easter troll that my grandparents gave me when I was little. He has a little white jumpsuit with colored eggs on it, and a little bunny ear headband. This little guy is extra special to me because both of my grandparents have passed. When I unwrapped it, the ears were missing. She said, Wait, his ears aren't in there? I had them. Uh, I think I know where they are. So, then yesterday, I went up to my parents' house to visit. I brought the troll so that I wouldn't forget to grab the bunny ears. When I took the troll out of my purse, my mom said to my dad, Oh, where are the ears? They were on the back of the chair. And they weren't there anymore. While she looked for them, I went into my childhood bedroom to look for something else. Placed right in the middle of my Care Bear desk was the bunny ear headband. I saw it as soon as I walked in my room, plain sight. So I grabbed it and went back out into the living room. When I got there, my mom said, Here you go, and held up the bunny ears. Identical bunny ears. I was like, Um, Mom? And held up the bunny ears that I had found. We were both like, What the hell? I only had that one Easter troll, and he only had one headband. These headbands are identical. Exactly the same in every way, except the one that she found had a broken band. I threw the broken one in the garbage. The placement of the one that I found in my room is really strange. 
I thought that my mom had put it there so it wouldn't get lost. There was nothing else on the desk, and she doesn't meddle in my bedroom. Every time I go up there, things are exactly the way I left them, and that headband sure as hell was not there the last time I was there. I would have put it away with my old toys. I have OCD, and everything has its place. But it gets weirder. Today, I texted my mom and asked her not to take the garbage out. I decided I wanted to keep the broken headband as proof that this happened, as it was just too weird to ignore. She responded with, What? I repeated myself, I want the bunny ear headband that I threw away, so I'm going to have to dig through your garbage the next time I come up. She said, It's on the table. To which I said, What? I threw it away. She replied, So you didn't take one? And then I said, I took one, the one that wasn't broken. To which she replied, The one on the table isn't broken. I feel crazy. I've experienced a lot of really weird stuff in my life. I have a list of things written down. This is easily one of the weirdest things I have ever experienced. I keep trying to rationalize it, but I just can't. I only had one Easter Troll doll. One. And the magic, broken, twin bunny ear headband climbed out of the garbage onto the dining room table and mended itself? No. There has to be an explanation. But... There freaking isn't one. Quick update from the OP. I mistakenly thought the garbage had been picked up. It had not been. It was still on the curb at the time. My dad took the liberty of digging through it and did not locate a third pair of bunny ears. It was either 1984 or 1985, so I was either 8 or 9, I'm not entirely sure. I had the most frightening nightmare that I've ever had in my life. Sometimes, as kids, we would share stories about our scariest nightmare. My brother and sister knew of this tale as well which is important because there are other people who realize the impossibility of what happened about 17 or 18 years later. In the nightmare, my family was driving down a narrow highway. A weird old truck, which was driving crazy, tried to pass us, and caused our car to slide into the ditch, causing some kind of tire problem. While my dad was fixing the tire, me and my brother played catch with a baseball out in the grass. My brother threw the ball as hard as he could, and I missed the catch. The ball fell into a culvert that was sticking out of a church basement at a 45-degree angle. I began to crawl down the dark culvert to try to retrieve the ball. I looked back, and my brother was just there standing and watching silently. I felt around in the darkness and I finally found the ball, and as I looked up into the darkness, it was as though my eyes were adjusting, 
and I could start to see what looked like shapes of faces soon into the walls. I quickly looked back and the culvert went black. I could suddenly hear what sounded like thousands of high-pitched screams all around me. When I awoke, the cat was on my chest, digging its claws into me, which was really strange. Maybe about 17 or 18 years later, I had some encounter with a weird manipulator, but that's another story. I remember that he ended an email to me with, Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers for no apparent reason. Then, one day, me and a friend were looking for a movie to rent, and I saw one called Jeepers Creepers. It reminded me of that weird, manipulative guy. For some reason, I felt compelled to watch it after that curious message went through my mind again. I haven't seen it in years, but I believe the movie starts off with someone's car being chased by a big old truck, like in my nightmare. And then there's a creepy old church that looked exactly like in my nightmare. The alarming part was the culvert that goes into the church basement at a 45 degree angle. That's a very weird coincidence. The character in the movies goes down into the dark basement and they see face skins of victims. However, there aren't thousands of screams in that movie. The similarity was very close and quite startling. My brother and sister noticed the match to what I've told them in the past about that nightmare also, and they find it really weird, too. The troubling thing is it wasn't the only time a nearly impossible coincidence emerged. I've learned to keep these things to myself, and I've yet to make any sense out of it. Was this a glitch? Did someone else have the same nightmare, and make a movie out of it? Hi. I've been a huge fan of your content ever since I found it while looking for something interesting to listen to, and your Glitch in the Matrix stories have always been my favorite. I was thinking while watching one of your videos about if I've ever had an experience and I realized that I may have one. So, at school, or just when I'm on my phone, I often look at the time, either to see when I need to get the next thing done, or just to check and see what time it is. This has happened multiple times, especially on my school computer. When I look at the time one time, and then when I double-check, it's a completely different time. For example, when I was in a first period study hall once, I checked the clock to see when the class ended, because I really didn't like the teacher who ran the study hall. The clock said something like 8.15. When I checked back only a few seconds later, because I get anxious and double check the time like 20 times before I'm sure that I've read it right, it read 8.09. I was really confused, and I stared at the clock for a few seconds trying to figure out what happened, or if I just somehow read it wrong. But no. It's also not like this is a one-time thing. It's happened many other times where I'll look at the clock, 
and it reads one thing, but when I look back at it only a few seconds later, it's a totally different time. It makes me wonder why this happens. Is it just my eyes playing tricks on me? Or is it something bigger? This happened just over 20 years ago, so the details of which station have been lost to memory. I used to get the train to York, near where I grew up from Exeter, where I went to university. Sometimes the most direct route was not possible due to the train line being washed away by floods, and I would go via London. On one occasion, even my normal route through London on the tube was disrupted, and I had to take different lines between Paddington, or Waterloo on a really bad day, and King's Cross. This was a very wet and miserable day. At this particular station, I had to change tube lines and not being familiar with the area, I couldn't work out how to get from where I was on one platform, slash line slash level, to the one that I wanted. So I decided to exit the station completely, and then re-enter, hoping to pick up the signs for where I wanted to go. Upon exiting the station, I found myself on an empty street, in warm weather, the sky a yellowish-orange color, similar to how I've seen North African cities appear on the TV. There were one or two old cars in the street, but no other person. I remember being the only person climbing the stairs to leave the station, which had been busy. I remember thinking that it was a bit odd. I re-entered the station as I intended, found the platform that I wanted, got to King's Cross, and my northbound train to York proceeded out of the station and into the dank, miserable weather that I'd had all morning. I've often thought about that day, and every so often look at the tube map and Google Maps to try to remember which station this happened at, but I can't remember, nor work it out. First time sharing this with anyone, so I'm keen to get others' thoughts on it, or information on similar experiences. I want to add a random thing here at the end of this story because I scrolled down to the comments, and I didn't get permission to read this comment, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I am going to say that a user by the name of Not a Russian Spy Wink actually said they found themselves in quote-unquote other London a few times, and it was always when they spontaneously deviated from their usual route. I just wanted to add that apparently OP wasn't the only one to experience a glitch in this manner. Hi, Raven. So, this happened about a week ago or so. My girlfriend and I were settling down for bed around 1 in the morning, and there was a neighbor playing loud bass. We called in a noise complaint and everything, so the night was off to a weird start as it is. My girlfriend is doing something in the bathroom and the cop shows up to the neighbor's apartment, and I peek through the window to watch. After a while, the cop left, 
and the bass music stopped. I went back to the bedroom, the bathroom door is opened and my girlfriend walks out, and I'm telling her about the cop. As I'm talking to her, I follow her around the bedroom and she makes the occasional mm-hmm or uh-huh sounds. Not too weird yet. Well, as I'm talking to her, she goes back into the bathroom and I follow her to the bathroom door, telling her about the cops still. Also, the bathroom is connected to the bedroom. It's a tiny apartment, single bedroom. Anyways, she goes to the bathroom while I'm talking to her and she shuts the door. I continue talking to her through the bathroom door and as I'm talking to her, I hear a beeping sound coming from inside the bathroom. I found this weird because it sounded exactly like the air conditioner beeping sound. I played it off until I heard my girlfriend start talking to me from the living room. She opens the bedroom door, not the bathroom door, and asks me what I was saying. I spin my head around faster than I ever have before, and I asked, what the hell just happened? She was like, what do you mean? And kind of laughed. I was like, you were just in the bathroom. And she said, well, yeah, but I came in here to turn the air conditioner off. I told her, no, she doesn't understand. I physically watched her go into the bathroom and shut the door. I was even leaning on the door speaking to her. She came into realization that I was leaning on the door talking to her, and she found it weird that she didn't see me when she left the bathroom. That she didn't see me in the apartment at all. I started to freak out, and I told her, no, that I physically watched her go into the restroom. She was in there approximately 20 seconds, and she never left. She started to think, and she couldn't remember the last couple of minutes, that she'd blanked them out. I didn't really believe in the supernatural or glitch in the matrix stories until that night. I watched her go into the bathroom, then she came out of the living room, beside the door that I was leaning on. What's even weirder is that when she leaves the bathroom, she always leaves the door open, but the door was shut. When I opened the bathroom door, the light was off, as if no one had even went in there. I know no one will ever believe this, but I cannot explain what happened beside it being a glitch in the Matrix. Or, my girlfriend teleported without her knowing. I about had a panic attack, and it was extremely hard for me to fall asleep that night. Anyways, I really appreciate your videos. I discovered the channel right after this experience, as I was trying to see if anyone else had experienced something similar. I hope that others can relate to this story too, and maybe it'll help them as well. And keep up the great work. I'll start off by saying that I don't believe in things like alternate realities and stuff like that. I just like coming here to try to get and give answers. I probably added some useless information that doesn't matter, and there may be some typos. So, earlier this year, 
my brother and I were in front of our high school waiting for our mom to pick us up. It's always the same routine. We leave the building, wait outside for 10 to 15 minutes. She comes, opens the automatic side door of the van. One of us gets in the back, one in the front. Always the same. The way people get picked up here, there's like this loop that goes around the school. You swoop in, grab your kids, and then you leave. Our mom usually comes around when most of the other cars have already left, so it's pretty easy to spot her. So, we're doing as we always do, waiting. And then she comes in the van, pulls around the loop, opens the side door, etc., me and my brother are talking as we're walking up to the van, about to get in. Then, we hear, Wrong car! Wrong car! So, we look up, and the entire van changed. I don't know how to describe, but our van looks very round. And the moment we look up, this one's very square. The interior was gray and fabric-y, which it's supposed to be black leather, with an older lady at the driver's seat, who was the one telling us it's the wrong car. We back up and apologize and act like it's no big deal, but really, what the hell? As the imposter van collects its child and leaves, I'm staring at the now empty loop and trying to comprehend what just happened. I know exactly what our van looks like coming down the loop. I know exactly what parts to look for because it looks very different from the other vehicles that come. This was her. For a minute. And then it wasn't. What? My brother tells me that he thought that was her and is now very confused, but I say something like, Huh. I don't know. I wasn't even paying attention. I was just following you because I was very embarrassed slash weirded out at this point and didn't want to talk about it. But the fact that we both saw it is really the icing on the cake, because my brother isn't usually the type of person to acknowledge something like this. I don't know how to describe it, but it makes it even crazier. A few minutes later, our mom shows up for real this time, but... Neither of us brought it up. The whole time, though, I'm just thinking, like, is this really her? What if it switches again and we're in the wrong car? I don't know. It was a crazy time. So... I've been contemplating about writing this for a while, but I experienced something very strange years back, and I do think that it was a kind of glitch in the Matrix worthy of this sub. The story starts in a different country from where I currently live. Me and my bestie's parents decided to go to a really huge park known in the area. Our houses are very far from each other, so... We each took very different roads to get to the park. I think I was about 15 and she was 17. So anyway, we get there, each on our own turf, and we met. I don't know why I felt like she had to know, but I decided to tell my friend about it. On our way there, 
from out the car window, I saw this guy. He looked to be a totally random guy just walking along the street without a care in the world with these Beats headphones on his head. Still, I don't know what drew me in, and I kept looking at him as we passed him by. He wasn't like the usual guy you see around this area. He looked cool, and he was dressed cool, so maybe that's why he stuck in my head. On top of that, though, it was as if no one really noticed him, because in this country, if someone looked like him, he would be eyed from head to toe. Yet, this guy was completely ignored, as if he was some sort of phantom. After I told my friend about him, she was stunned, and immediately told me that she saw almost the same guy. We couldn't be sure, because we only had to rely on the physical description of him, but what she described almost certainly sounded like him. He was a cool-looking guy with beats on his head, with no care in the world. And it was as if he was ignored by the people around him. At first, it doesn't sound to be completely abnormal, but the fact that we took two completely different routes, and at different times, got me. There was no way this guy could have been in two different places at once, unless he suddenly teleported from where I was coming from to where she was coming from, with the same posture and air of confidence. So, the mystery behind this guy stayed with us, and we never found out who or what he is, or if whether our eyes deceived us, or if we just needed something weird to happen to us and we settled on this glitchy guy. Hello. So, this experience begins with me and my now fiancé going to see some local boxing fights about an hour away in the town over from where we live. We get there, the event finishes up, and then it's nighttime when we are leaving, about 9.30pm. As usual, there was a lot of traffic and we got caught on a detour through a part of the town that we weren't familiar with but luckily ended up in the area where we are familiar with. As I mentioned before, this town is an hour away from ours, and has a lot more stores and things to do than our rural town, so we do visit quite often. When we left, we made sure to stop and fill up our gas tank, and headed out onto the freeway to get back home. This is where things start happening that neither one of us can explain, and we didn't really have an explanation for it until we heard of Glitch in the Matrix experiences. So, we were driving for about 15 minutes, and all was well, until our music turns off on the radio. We didn't think much of it because the radio was not the best, so we continued driving as normal, but we're both just kind of quiet. Out of nowhere, I noticed that it seems like we are driving over the same piece of road, over and over. Which is weird because we know the road and surrounding area like the back of our hand, so we know when there is turns coming up and exits passing by. There was also no other cars driving by, 
which is unusual since it is a freeway that is quite busy. While at the same time, I start to notice that the gas meter is dropping super fast. Like, literally while watching it, it's just dropping a quarter of a tank by quarter tank until the gas light came on. In literally five minutes, the gas tank is emptied. Time is also going by super fast, which was worrying me as well. Based on the clock, it has literally been almost an hour since we hit the freeway, but we both just stayed quiet. Finally, the radio comes back on, and we're able to see the lights from the gas station that's placed right between the two towns. As I start to put the gas in, it still felt really empty. No cars in sight, and I was getting this really eerie feeling that something just didn't seem right. So, we finish up. I tell her to get home fast because it just felt scary. We make it finally, but the weird thing was that it was 12.30am when we got home, and we hit the freeway at 10pm. So, it literally took us two and a half hours to get home on a usual 45-minute drive. To this day, we still can't explain what happened, and I later found out that she noticed all the weird stuff happening too, but that we both wanted to stay quiet so that we didn't scare the other one. And since then, I always try to think back to what happened, but still have no explanation at all to what could have caused this other than maybe entering a different dimension sort of thing, or some kind of glitch or something. If you have any ideas or speculation, please let us know, because we really want to hear what you think. Hi, Raven. My name is Claire, and I've been a long-time listener, and I never really thought I would have a glitch or experience of my own. But I guess I was wrong, because here I am writing this for you. Anyways, here's my story. In the beginning of the summer, I went to stay with my aunt and uncle in Nebraska, and the entire time that I stayed there, lots of weird things kept happening to me. Like... For example, within the first week of me being there, I experienced one of the worst sleep paralysis episodes ever. I woke up to see a woman standing in the corner of my room. Thinking it was my aunt, I said, Hey, what's up? To no response. And all I could think about was how heavy my chest felt, and the fact that I couldn't move or breathe. It was genuinely terrifying, and it's something that I'll never forget. But the main thing that happened to me that I wanted to talk about was when I was leaving. My uncle drove me to Texas back to my parents' house, which was about a seven and a half hour drive from where we were. We made it to Kansas, and then it was almost like time just passed without me or even my uncle realizing it. Last thing we knew, it was 10 a.m., and then we suddenly get a realization that we're still in the car. We just look at each other, and the clock says 1pm, and then we realized that we were in the middle of Oklahoma. We have no idea what happened, because it almost had seemed that those three hours just 
happened like they were nothing. And we almost time-traveled to three hours in the future in three seconds. I'm sorry if this was a really bad explanation, but I'm hoping someone could explain maybe what this was. Anyways, thanks for reading my story. So, this happened a few months ago. I was sleeping over with some friends. I'd been laying down fully awake with my clock showing 10.33pm. My friends were talking, so I decided to stare at the roof in boredom. Only a few minutes passed, or at least it felt like they had. I looked back at the clock, and it read 2.07am. I was shocked. My friends were asleep and the lights had all turned off. I got out of bed to check the other clocks in my house, and they read the same. So, I went to the bathroom like I usually would in the night, and froze. In terror, I saw that the mirror was frozen. I moved around, but my reflection stayed the same. Terrified, I went running out of the bathroom downstairs to call for my friend, but my phone was dead. It was a foggy and misty morning, which shouldn't have happened, because the weather was supposed to be sunny all morning. Horrified, I just went to sleep, and I woke up to my friends hitting me with pillows. I got up and saw that it was sunny and clear. My phone was fully charged and the clocks were all working again. This experience scared me quite a bit. It was as if time had paused, or I was in some other dimension for a few minutes. Anyways, thank you, Raven, for putting this in your podcast. I love your podcasts, and I listen to them every day. Hi. I don't know if this qualifies or not, but here's something that happened to me recently. I'm a flight attendant, and I was on an overnight in a hotel and had to be back in the lobby to start my new day at 3pm. I'd gone down and had lunch with my coworker, and it just didn't feel right all day. It was just dragging. I didn't really eat, just sat and talked while he ate. We went back to our rooms for the rest of the afternoon, until it was time to go to the lobby. I'd been working on a diamond art painting, and was watching the time. I was listening to your Glitch in the Matrix stories, and I would occasionally glance at my smartwatch, and it would say 2.15. It never occurred to me that my watch repeatedly said 2.15, every time I looked at it. I just thought I had plenty of time. I had YouTube playing on my smart TV, just listening. Suddenly, the TV turned off. I thought that was weird, and I looked at my watch and it said 2.15. It occurred to me that it had said that the last few times. And the hotel's TVs are set to turn off at checkout time. I looked at my watch again, and the time switched from 2.15 to 2.59 right in front of my eyes. Like, it turned to the correct time when the glitch video stopped playing. Needless to say... 
I got in my uniform and threw everything in my suitcase and was downstairs within three minutes. <laughs> but that's the one time that I felt the Matrix glitched on me. My family and I went to the Ren Fair this weekend. I brought a crossbody handbag and wore it, never taking it off. I'm 100% sure that no one except me got into it. I had one pair of AirPods in a zippered pocket inside the handbag, and one pair of Amazon Echo Bluetooth earbuds. These were for my husband and I. Nobody else in our party or family owns Bluetooth earbuds of any brand. I never once opened that zippered pouch the entire duration of our trip, but I had them in there just so that they didn't get lost in our bags or clothes and such. We got home today, and my husband was upset, because he can't find his AirPods and checked find my iPhone, which said they were a hundred plus miles away, in the same city as the Ren Fair. I told him to just check my purse that I'd zipped them up into the pocket. He checked, and there they were. So were my Amazon Echo earbuds. And so was another identical pair of AirPods. The weirdest thing is, when I opened them, they say a former nickname of mine's AirPods. Think like if my name was Samantha, they would say Sammy's AirPods. Nobody has called me that for years, though. I do have an iPhone, so I pulled them up, and they immediately connected instead of doing the whole setup screen that tells you about new AirPods. They also appeared on my Find My iPhone before I turned my phone on and connected them. I checked on my iPad since I've used my husband's AirPods before. I have no idea how this could have happened. My bag was never accessible by anyone else. I wore it crossbody the entire day. That pouch was zipped. And the top of the bag itself was zipped. I also had a floor-length cloak that wrapped around my body and covered the bag. So nobody could have sneakily approached me from behind. Did I spontaneously get AirPods from a parallel version of myself? It's a really expensive and elaborate prank. We didn't drink at the fair, so I didn't drunkenly take these from the grounds, either. Hi all. I don't normally post on this sub as my extent of Glitch in the Matrix experiences are equal to Berenstein bears being Berenstain, but this blew me away. I'm a teacher, and over the summer, I nanny for a family. They have a one-year-old, and I've known his parents for many years now, about five to six. I feel that this is important to mention. Every weekday morning during the summertime, I arrive at their home somewhere between 8 and 8.30, on Thursdays, his dad, Ben, random name, has a booth selling flowers at a local farmer's market. This past Thursday, so yesterday at the time of this post, 
and it's still bothering me, I was on my way to Nanny. I turned onto the side road that eventually leads to the family's home, and I saw what I thought was Ben, the kid's father. He was driving the opposite direction towards me in the same black Nissan he takes to the market, and it was very clear to me that it was him as he passed me going the other direction, and presumably headed towards the market. I giggled to myself and wondered if he had left early, since it was only about 8.20am, and he doesn't normally leave until 9. I had an internal monologue about how funny it would be to tell his wife that I had just passed him, and planned on asking if he had to leave early that day for some reason. I know this man well. I've seen him in his car many times, and I was sure it was him. However, when I arrived to their house about three to five minutes after, I was in shock to see his car there. I was even more in shock when I walked in to find him in the kitchen, prepping breakfast with his son. I swear that I had just seen him. I told him and his wife about this, and they agreed that it was weird, especially considering the rurality of their area and the lack of anyone locally matching Ben's description, or their car. Was this a glitch in the Matrix? Was I out of it or experiencing something else? I've never had this happen. Hey there, friends. I hope that you enjoyed this collection of scary stories on this episode of the As the Raven Dreams podcast. If you did, make sure that you follow the podcast on whatever platform that you're utilizing, and if the platform you are on has a rate the podcast option, please consider doing so. Those ratings push the podcast into the algorithm, and we all know how the algorithm controls everything, so... Yeah. I also do have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash asthereavendreams, you can support the channel further. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get early access to all of my content in audio format. The content's a little different, as it's based on what I upload to my YouTube side, but it's the same stories. Just in different collections of stories than how they're presented here. Speaking of stories, if you have one you would like to submit to me, please... Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button in the middle of the screen that says Submit Your Story. These stories are mostly sourced by listeners, so let's keep the podcast alive. If you've got one, I'd love to read it. Anyways, friends, I hope you're all having a beautiful day and a lovely week. And I hope I see you again very soon. But until then, remember you're loved, you're valid, you're important. You're the best you that you can be never forget it. And until next time, much love and sleep well.